Welcome back to the 2% Solution Podcast, where small changes lead to massive impacts in your life. I'm your host, Diamond Well, and today we have a guest who personifies transformation inside and out. He's a man of wisdom, a beacon of positivity, and a testament to the power of vulnerability. Friends, get ready for a deep dive with the amazing Carl Berryman. Carl is more than just a personal trainer. He's a men's health advocate, a mental health warrior, and an inspiration to us all. From his unique approach to fitness to his heartfelt journey toward personal growth, Carl embodies the essence of what it means to live with intention. So buckle up, grab your notebooks, and let's get ready to be inspired, educated, and maybe even a little bit entertained. It's time to ignite your impact with Carl Berryman. Let's go. Welcome, Carl, and welcome back, everybody. You heard in the intro how amazing this man is and how we came to be connected. And we continue to reconnect, which I absolutely love. He's becoming a, not only a fast friend, a, a great confidant, someone that I can mastermind with, with off of, but also, which you'll see today, also another dude I can get vulnerable with. And it takes a lot of trust for men, especially, to be open with other men. Uh, and I've talked endlessly about that. So without further ado, what's up, Carl? <laughs> Welcome, buddy. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm I'm, extre- I'm honored to be on the podcast, but then just always pumped to have a conversation with you because you were a really nice surprise in my life in that when Philip hooked us up and I listened to his, mm. you on his podcast, I'm like, yeah, this will be a guy I resonate with, but I had no idea just how much, how quickly and how deeply it was going to happen. So yeah, this has been nice. It's been nice. Just another chat with another good brother. So I'm pumped. I love it, man. And I appreciate being here, man, because it's like, for those that don't know, Carl's got just a great platform and you'll be able to check out the show notes. I got links to everything, but you got to follow him on Instagram. And I'm not a kind of guy that says you got to, I usually invite people, but I'm like, no, you got to, (laughs) because you're going to get daily doses of wisdom bombs, but also a lot of motivational and inspirational information and a whole lot of education too. Um, and we're going to dive into that. And so, Carl, I want to open up because I think this is the most relevant and I think it's a wonderful way to sort of introduce your philosophy at Ignite the Impact. Yeah, and that's specifically, you're a, bro, a pro, not only a bro, but a pro <laughs> at taking gym lessons into real life. Yeah. And I was wondering if you could give an example of not only a gym lesson that's been a game changer for your daily routine, but also how'd you even come to this sort of worldly perspective, this amazing analogy or simile, or I guess more of a metaphor that we can really, I I align with. The first time you told me that, I was like, dude, that is awesome. I wish I thought of that. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought, right? So take it away, man. I want to share with everybody because I think it's phenomenal. Well, thanks very much for those kind words, first of all. And it's funny, you just, you allowed me to check off one of my boxes where on my to-do list was wishing that I had done something that somebody else wishes they had done first. So that's perfect. That's perfect. For me, yeah, like I, I've been a personal trainer going on 13 years now. And um, this whole practical metaphorical apl- application of what works inside the gym and applying it outside the gym just happened when I hit one of my rock bottoms back in 2020. And suffering from severe depression. My partner, Jenny Lee and I, who will be soon celebrating 10 years together. uh, At that time, we took, thank you, thank you. At that time, we took a three-month separation, which we didn't know we were going to get back together because our relationship was not where it wanted to be. And uh, despite being a personal trainer, my body was not where I wanted to be either. I wasn't in horrible shape, but I definitely didn't look the way that I, in my head, thought that I should. 
And one day I decided, okay, I need to get serious and I'm going to start with my physical health and fitness, transform my body in a really short period of time in about 63 days, I think it was. And then for some reason, after that transformation, uh, I was still separated with Jenny Lee at the time, from Jenny Lee at the time, still going through my depression. And it just, a voice came to my head and said, Carl, what if you just started applying the same principles that work for you inside the gym, outside the gym? And so one of the things that I always focused on in the gym, but definitely more so during this time, was getting crystal clear on what I was measuring. And the reason why I wanted to get crystal clear on what I was measuring is because what spawned this whole body transformation was I took a before photo, if you will, standing in the mirror with my shirt off, December 4th, 2020. Little did I know that I had taken one exactly a year ago to the day. And those two pictures looked exactly the same, despite me thinking I was doing everything that I was supposed to do to get better. And so I'm like, okay, first thing I need to do is I need to start measuring, like specifically, what am I looking to do with my body? And so with my lifts and everything like that, and I was like, okay, so that obviously worked there. It's like, okay, if my relationship was also in horrible shape, what was I measuring inside of my relationship? And I wasn't measuring anything. I wasn't tracking anything. I didn't have my three big lifts that I have now. So just like you got your squat, your bench, your dead inside the gym, that those are the ones that are going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. Those are the ones that's where all strength starts with. Okay. So inside of my relationship, what would be the equivalent of a bench press? What would be the equivalent of a deadlift? What would be the equivalent of a, what you call it, of a squat? And so I figured those things out for me and I started tracking them. And not only that, but using progressive overload in my relationships. So whether it was in the bedroom, whether it was communication, just every single week trying to get a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And then here we are today and things are a little bit different to say the least. A little bit. It's a whole lot different, but but with great intention. I think this is also just a wonderful example of what happens when you do not only live intentionally, but you follow through on those personal commitments you make to yourself, which are not the easiest commitments to maintain. And I just, and I appreciate because you also speak to that. You speak to that. And you're also, you're very empathetic, right? In your content period, which I resonate very much because you have this similar belief and just, it's tough love, but at the same time, you, you relate with where people are at. And, and I guess before we get into the mental muscle up, because I want to talk about that, I think it's really a core principle in your entire philosophy. And I think it's a really neat uh, piece but to talk about how it's helped you. But also, I think this is something that all of us could potentially, I mean, and I know you're going to give us a great exercise a little bit later. So <laughs> see planted. Um, but before that, it, on these application forms, and everyone, you hear this every time I talk about guests, but I have some interesting questions. And every once in a while, I like to pick one of those questions out and throw it at the guests. And okay. I, I resonated very much. It's probably also because of my age. Uh, but you mentioned Limp Biscuit, my way being uh, yeah. your your favorite track, and that's actually my way. Is uh, it's the version of Sinatra, isn't it? Isn't it you redoing the Sinatra song? Or there's a riff on that, right? I had no idea. Oh wow! Okay. Well, no, but I think there's a line in there that's like from Sinatra's song. I did it my way. But yes, anyways, okay, it, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yes, yeah, but I love that you talked about like, <laughs> that being your theme song. And I'm like, yeah. dude, that is, I remember going to the mosh pit at Lollapalooza back in the late 90s, right? And I remember Limp Bizkit coming on. That was the last time I ever went into mosh pit. I'll just tell you that right now. And it was crazy. And I was, when you said it's your theme song, I'm like, whoa, there's got to be a story to this. How does that track mirror your approach to life, but also how you overcome challenges? One of the things that I came to realize the hard way when um, I got divorced from my ex-wife 
was Mm. I was wearing a mask and trying to be somebody that I just simply was not. And the biggest lesson I got out of that divorce was I'd rather people hate me for who I am than love me for who I'm not. And don't get me wrong. There are like, actually it was funny because you're talking about the mental muscle up. I did one of those. It was yesterday, actually, based on a quote from Alex Hermosi. And he talked about how accepting who you are, accepting what your feelings are and not labeling your feelings wrong, how that is so important. And so I just, too many times I've worked towards achieving specific goals that I knew deep down weren't what I really wanted only to achieve them and then get exactly what I deserve at the end, which is total lack of fulfillment and disappointment because I was chasing the wrong thing and I was pleasing the wrong people. And so now it's just, it's become, I've gotten very clear on the fact that at the end of the day, as much as I would love to have more downloads on the podcast, as much as I would love to have the journal flying off the shelves or millions of followers, I say I would love that, but really I don't because that's, it doesn't matter. How am I sharing the most important time that I have with the most important people in my life. That's it. Like, am I having conversations like this with men like you on the regular basis? Yes or no. If the answer is yes, I can check off the fulfillment box. If the answer is no, then something needs to be adjusted and my attention isn't going where it needs to go. So <laughs> living my way is just really making sure that daily checking in, Carl, what is important to you and are you living in alignment with that? Yes or no. If the answer is no, then Okay. Reach out to somebody like Die for a spot and get you back on track. Yeah. I, ah, it's such a great metaphor. I love it. 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 <laughs> anyway. Okay. And I also appreciate that song because it, it was something really cool. I don't think I've shared this with anybody yet, but I'll tell you, Carl, you're all hearing it right now. I've been slowly, I've had over 150 applications so far for this podcast. Everyone's given me their favorite track. I'm going to make a 2% solution, 2% uh, collective playlist on Spotify of everybody's favorite theme song, right? And so I, I can't wait to get Limp Bizkit on there, man. That's it's such great. a cool like, idea. But wait till you see the eclectic mix, man. It is such a mix of tunes. It's going to be like the most eclectic playlist of all. But the, <laughs> the funny thing is, it's it, anyway. So I appreciate it because you, you've given the hardest tunes. So far, like the one with the best bass line, especially. Ah, so, okay. Um, I like that award. Uh, <laughs> oh. As a coffee lover and a morning bird, yeah, how do you kickstart your day for maximum impact? Because you are very much someone that that believes in ritual and the power of ritual, yep. and that's how you've created all the results that you experienced over the last few years. So, what is the secret sauce for you in the mornings? A very elaborate morning routine. In that, I've been doing the same morning routine for probably five years now. It's funny when you get your so my morning routine goes like this: wake up. Hopefully don't have to take the dogs out just yet because they're not up as early as I am. So wake up, go to the washroom, put the like pound some water first thing, put the coffee pot on, go lay down 10 to 12 minutes of meditation. And then I have a playlist on Spotify where I run through, there's about eight songs that I listen to every single morning. So when I got my recap from Spotify, it's like, oh, the top listen songs of the year. It's the same as last year and the year before where I listened to a song <laughs> literally 376 times because I listened to these songs every single morning. So the the first song is just a really nice, relaxing song called Lock Lusa, And it's just a really good way to keep the meditation vibration going. And then right after that, there's a song called Damn Fine Coffee. 
And that's when I have my first sip of coffee, which is beautiful. And then right after that, there's a couple songs that are also just keeping the vibrational frequency going, but then songs get very intentional. There's one where um, it's about two minutes long, but I review my previous day because every day in my phone, I have a note for all my little wins. So my little wins are the people I've connected with and the little things I can check off. Say, for example, today I'll have podcasts with Die on there and I connected with Die, and I'll have let's say about a dozen people I connected with and then a bunch of little wins. And I just check those boxes just to remind myself that I had an amazing day yesterday. And then I set it to scratch again. And then right after that is when the mental muscle up starts. And that's the sweet spot of the morning. Morning routines, usually about an hour, hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. But you get up early because it, it, you also recognize the importance of that. So you are willing to, to make that time. I'm that time for yourself. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. like it's, I want people to hear this. Okay. It's, <laughs> so yeah. It's elaborate. funny you mentioned that because this morning, for example, I have a client, I train him at his house at six 45. So my alarm is goes off at four Oh five. And I've thought about so many times, oh, what if I do my morning routine when I get home? Cause I'm home by nine o'clock. I can do it at nine. And then just, no, it's like going to the gym and trying to do your max lift without doing your mobility and your warm up sets first. And I just, I don't, I know I'm going to get hurt if I don't do my mobility and my warm-up sets at the gym and my morning routine is my mobility and my warm-up sets for the ultimate workout that is everyday life. So, yeah. Well said. Okay. I know we've mentioned it and I know people are like, come on, can you get to the freaking mental muscle up? (laughs) (laughs) I got to ask that question because I know people are already, I can hear them in the car right now. Can you get to the point? I want to know what this mental muscle up. So mental muscle up, what is it and how has it revolutionized your life. I'd love to hear the examples of that in action and some of the results it's helped you foster. Yeah. I also think that might be a little exercise we talk about in 20 minutes or so. So yeah, for sure. For sure. No, the mental muscle up really, for me, it was the answer to how is it that I'm consuming so much content? I'm spending thousands of dollars on coaching and courses and everything like that. And yet when I compare the facts of my life from one year to the next, they're not changing. And mm. so what I realized is I, I've had so many journals throughout the year, whether it's the secret journal that I filled four of those out and writing out your affirmations. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that, but nothing will ever trump action, specific action that is tailored towards specific goals. So say, for example, today I'm going into the gym. I know today is chest day. Okay. So I've got, I've got bench press supersetted with a flat dumbbell press. I've got incline dumbbell flies or incline dumbbell press, and I've got chest machine flies. Okay, so my program is laid out, and it's all geared towards me adding muscle right now. Everything I do is geared towards me adding muscle. I'm not worried about cardio. I'm not worried about body fat. It's muscle. What I decided to do, and this has taken about seven years of, I don't know how many different versions of this journal, which I call a training manual now. It's not a journal. It's a training manual. So. What happened was I'm listening to podcasts like yours. I get these aha moments, like these ideas that just Mm. something just jumps out at me. And it's like, oh man, that is such a good idea. I got to do something about that. And then two things would happen. Number one, most likely I'd forget it as I'm just listening to the rest of the podcast and be like, oh, I'll just listen to another podcast tomorrow and repeat the process 364, 360 times this year, right? Or even worse, which sounds better, is I would take action on it. But taking non-specific action is like going into the gym and saying, what am I going to work on today? Which is what a lot of people do. And when you go into the gym without a plan, without 
having your training sessions geared towards specific targets, then you're going to be like old Carl and you're going to be working out and sweating and lifting heavy weights only to realize that you're not really getting anywhere, which is unbelievably frustrating. The mental muscle up, long story long, is five very specific questions that take you the way I like to say it from inspiration to integration to ignite and impact you, which is senior world. So when I hear a quote from you, Di, and when I had you on the podcast for episode 102, a small group of brothers that I have, your quote with regards to making sure that when it comes to purpose, there needs to be clarity of purpose there so you can build the confidence that you want. We had, there were six of us and three of the guys chose your quote to run through the MMU, the mental muscle up. And reason being, because it inspired them, which was awesome. But all of them came up with one small, specific and simple action that you take in the next 24 hours. That is the goal mm. of the journaling experience. So every morning when I do it, I'm thinking about a challenge I have. I run it through this journaling process and come up with one small, specific and simple action I'll take in the next 24 hours. So all that inspiration doesn't go to waste. It's so simple, but simple doesn't mean easy because it still involves right. commitment and action, right? Yes. But, and this is where I'm getting with this because the clarity piece, and I know, I mean, I've made this known, and I think you and I have had some side conversations about this. You also sort of alluded to this. At least you're a bit more intentional with podcast listening. I know for myself, when I listen to podcasts, I'm usually doing anything but pen and paper in it. I'm at yep. the gym, I'm walking, I'm cycling, I'm shopping. I'm like, I'm not sitting there fully present for what I'm hearing, but I'll hear little snippets and I'll be like, Oh, that's great. I want to do that. But then life happens. Right. And, yep. and yeah, who's got the, who's diligent enough to go back and re-listen. Right? We, right. we often just move on to whatever's next. So where I'm going with this is I know you've got an exciting project to take off, <laughs> which is going to help us with not only the clarity and the confidence piece, but it also gives us a system to make this. I go as far as say easy. <laughs> yeah. Because it's simple to what we've been talking about, but it doesn't mean it's simple to implement. That's usually right. where things fall off. And, and that's why I'm excited for what's coming. And I'm going to give yeah. you, I want to just give you this opportunity to talk about it because I think by the time this episode drops, you're going to be full on in it, man. Yeah. Sure. Sure. What's coming? Okay. Thank you for that. Before I share what's coming though, I one thing to kind of make note of is sure, I when I'm doing my mental muscle ups in the morning, I have of quotes in my phone that I can refer to because I, I'm, mm. I take what's called the notable quotables from the podcast episodes that I record, yeah. right? So all the amazing guests like yourself that I've had on, I've got anywhere from five to 15 quotes from each person and I have them all on my phone. That way, for example, the first question inside of the mental muscle up is what is your situation? So you're just defining the challenge, right? So as soon as I do that, I know what area of what I call the prep work I'm going to tackle. So the prep work is purpose, health and fitness, relationship, health and fitness, emotional health and fitness, and physical health and fitness. So say, for example, if I am going to purpose health and fitness, I know based on the individuals that I've interviewed and I've gotten to know who would be a good person to go to for a notable quotable, which is you're one of those lead individuals, right? So I would just go to all the quotes that I have from Die. And then it's like, oh yeah, this one fits this situation perfectly. Then I'll use that as my inspiration to help me figure out what the action is. But it doesn't always have to work like that. Philip Pape, our buddy over at Wits and Weights. Yeah. It's funny last... that you mentioned, oh wait, full disclosure, 
his episode goes live right before your episode is going to be going live. So oh, it's, nice. uh, it's going to be nice because you both reference each other in the episodes. I love it. <laughs> so I had to interrupt you there because I'm like, I just love it. We're such a triangle of dude. You know, yeah. We're, we're all talking about each other. Anyway, so, sorry, I didn't amazing. interrupt you. Go ahead. Ben. No, no problem. So Philip was to journaling, journaling like I was to tracking my macros. I, for years, never, I hated it. Absolutely hated it. There's no way you could pay me enough to do it. And since Philip's my nutrition coach, he insisted I do it. And so I've been doing it religiously for since the beginning of October now. And Philip was the same way with journaling, but he's in the process of taking my 24 day challenge right now that involves the journaling process using the mental muscle up training manual. And he said, and this was beautiful, he went to see, oh, what was it? One of the Christmas plays, a popular one. I can't believe I'm blanking on it right now. Maybe a Christmas Carol. Oh yeah, mm. this is like literally, yeah, with his kids, right? Yeah, like, just just happened. Right, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was a. Is it Charles Dickens? That, anyways, I think so. Christmas Carol. Yeah, a Christmas Carol. Yes. So he yeah. was there, and he said literally, there was a quote in the program that he saw, and like, oh, I can run this through the MMU. So the next day he ended up using it as his notable quotable for the MMU and came up with his small, specific and simple action, which was just to set an alarm in his phone to remind him to do a simple act of kindness for somebody that day. And it was just beautiful. So you don't need to have pen and paper in hand all the time and listen to your podcast like you're taking an exam or something like that. When something inspires you, you have it mentally noted and you don't have to write things down word for word. He did. But you can just take the general concept and use it to come up with that one integration step because the whole point is taking those key gems you learn from somebody like you and the guests that you have and integrating it somehow into your life to ignite the impact you wish to see in your world. Now, what was the question? Oh, yeah, what's coming up? Okay. So Because now you're helping us with a system to actually implement this stuff. And I'm just excited because I know you've been working on this a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. Had- the actual training manual itself has been in the works for about six years. And what you're referring to now is the notable quotable cards. So what's going to happen with the cards? They'll be available physically, digitally. I'm going to have an app that has them as well. But let's say I'm doing my journaling process in the morning. I've decided, you know what? It's something that I need to make a part of my morning routine. And you want to use the mental muscle up. So you have either the digital version or the hard copy version of the training manual. And say, okay, first question, you write down what your situation is. Okay, now I need a quote for inspiration. I need my notable quotable. So now you can just go to this deck. You can go to your phone. You can go wherever and pull up the inspiration from the coaches that inspire you the most. So it's like I said, Di Manuel is a guy who inspires me with regards to living with purpose. Or sometimes in relationships too, because I know how important relationships are. I know how intentional you are in your relationships. So I have notable quotables with regards to relationships as well. So now I just pull up those quotes and I can use that to inspire the action that I'm going to take in that day to make sure that I'm living life intentionally. Because it's, like I said, it's no different than going to the gym without intention. Walking in saying, oh, I think I'll go on the treadmill. Oh, you know what? Um, I'll go do some biceps. I'll go do some legs. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. If you're serious about getting in a better shape, you need to have a program. And if you're serious about having a good life, you need to have a program for that. That's just, that's my philosophy anyways. I think it's a philosophy that 
I can envision lots of people that are watching or listening to this. They're not in their head right now. They're like, oh yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. But again, it's also having the awareness and the example, because you and I have talked mm-hmm. about modeling and mentor- mentoring are the two most yeah. foundational ways that we all learn. So yeah. now it's actually something physical or something tangible that can support us, not only with the mentorship, but it gives us something to model. You know, yep. and that's why I'm really excited for this to come to market. It's been a long time coming, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it, you know what? Things happen when they're ready to happen. And yep. we'll have all the links in the show notes, everybody. So you'll be able to grab yourself a copy. Uh, I'm anticipating that this, by the time this episode's out, that should be launching it roughly around that line based on the timelines that we've talked about before. Yep. And if anything, now I can hold you really accountable to getting it out. I'm like, hey, your episode's going live. You better Absolutely. get that Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but. Listen, we've been talking a bit about books, right? And I know this is really big in your life because we've talked a bit about the black box situation, right? And <laughs> the black box is everyone talks about, you've heard me talk about the scientific method and in scientific method, like, what do you do? Well, you got certain inputs, you put them into something like the big black box. And then you look at what comes out of the black box, the outputs, the results. Yep. It's pretty easy to figure out what's going on here. It's like, man, if I don't like the results, maybe I got to change the inputs. And yeah especially the inputs mentally. So you shared one of your most impactful books that you've read as of late that's changed your life is a book that did the same thing for me about almost six, seven years ago is The Way of the Superior Man by mm, David. Yeah. And I'd love for you to just talk to us a bit about the book, but how did that book show up for you that meant to your life? How it showed up for me is I actually gave it as a gift to somebody else before I'd even read it because... Um, it was a woman actually, and she told me she loved the book. And so I got for her without even ever reading it. And then one day I asked her, this is a couple of years after I got it for her. I'm like, can I borrow that? She's like, sure. <laughs> and so I was like, how the hell have I not read this a thousand times already? So that book ended up becoming one of my four Bibles, if you will. So before I had all of my quotes compiled in my phone now where I can just, when I'm doing my mental muscle up in the morning, I can just go to those quotes. I would use a specific book for a specific area that prep works. So if ever I was doing a journaling experience on relationships or even with purpose, it was the way of the superior man. And that book, what I love about it is a super short chapters, super clear and concise. There's no fluff and it's straight to the point. But one of the things that surprised me most about it, that is actually, it's so funny that we're talking about this right now, because in one of the chapters, he specifically talks about how you need to be willing to accept criticism from the men in your life and be willing to offer criticism. And so when I spoke earlier about me being a person that catered to how I thought other people want me to be. One of the things I've struggled with big time is holding friends and brothers accountable to the things that they say they want to achieve because I'm like, Carl, you don't have everything put together. You have a lot of areas of improvements. Who are you to call these guys out on what they're doing? No, we specifically have an agreement that if we do love each other as men, we are going to hold each other accountable as men. So I very reluctantly sent three of my closest brothers messages and one in particular is like dude i'm sorry and i'm by no stretch of the imagination perfect but you said you were going to do this i was counting on you to do this and i'm not going to lie to you i'm really disappointed i know you're better than this so if something has gone wrong let me know 
but either way, we need like this can't keep going on like this because you're letting me and you're letting other people down. And so he didn't message me back for about it was less than a day, but I was really nervous as I was even gonna hear from him. And then sure enough, when he messaged me back, he said something I'll never forget. And he said, Carl, I've been dropping the ball in a lot of areas of my life, and you're the only one who's loved me enough to tell me. So that's how it was received. I was like, Oh. Man, so unfortunately, he opened up the floodgates because then I started just going after everybody that was dropping the ball. <laughs> but it's been amazing. It has been absolutely amazing, the response, because they know I'm doing it coming from a place of love. They know I love them and I want to take a stance for who I know them to be because I would want yeah. other people to do the same for me. So I started doing it. And sure enough, now they're engaging in what we wanted to engage in. They're taking the small, specific and simple steps that we agreed that they want to take. And they're showing up as the man that they want to be as a result of that tough love. So that was one of the biggest and most recently impactful lessons from the way the superior man. I love it. I love it. I've got a LinkedIn article that's had some pretty good uh, readership. And I talk about the biggest life lessons I learned that, that I applied from reading uh, David Dida's book. And yeah. uh, so when I saw that show up and when you filled in the app, I was like, oh, man. I like Carl even more. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think I could, but oh yeah, it just keeps going on, man. And so thank you for sharing that. My and, pleasure, um, buddy. Also, we've talked about, I think I've mentioned to you before, The Five Regrets of the Dying by Bronnie Ware, uh, another yeah. very impactful book. But what you said about, it's one of the main, um, I've got an episode actually coming out about The Five Regrets, uh, which is interesting, but oh, actually it'll be out before this episode. So the episode that I talked about that on, it's, it's so weird, you know, how this sort of works. I'm still getting used to this, guys. So, it's uh, super weird. Don't worry about it. It is weird. I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's going to happen. So I have to sort of talk. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> it's just like the, it, it, it's like the English language, right? I mean, anybody that tries to learn English as a second language, I'm so impressed. Hard enough to learn as a first language, especially when you start getting into the future, future past participle. Like, you, it's yeah. like, I don't know. Anyways, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I digress. But um, where I was going with that is... The, one of the regrets is I wish I lived a life that I wanted to live, not the one that I felt everybody expected of me. Yep. And it's, it's startling, but that is really a, a version of what you shared. So I appreciate you being vulnerable and opening up about that because it's how many of us just keep doing the things day in, day out, wash, rinse, repeat, and we feel that we're not really doing it for ourselves. So we're doing it for everybody else, but ourselves. And, and given the choice, would we continue to do the things that we're doing? And so just even your morning exercise of doing that self check in. It reminds me a lot of Steve Jobs, to be honest with you. But that in his Stanford address, he talks about there was one exercise that he always did in the morning when he's brushing his teeth, getting ready to go out for the day. He would ask himself a simple question. Today was the last day for me to be on this planet. Would I continue to do what I'm about to do today? And if the answer was no, more than a few days in a row, he knew that there was some big changes that had to happen. And, and so again, you're very intuitive with this sort of introspective and exercise. So anyways, I just want to put you on the level of Steve Jobs. Dude, you're up there, man. No, but I'm serious. Like your philosophy, I think is why I like it so much. It's just, it is a simple one to follow and understand, but most of us can relate to it very easily. Yeah. Where sometimes we're talking about these very cerebral, I mean, when we hear the term philosophy, people are like, oh gosh, yep. here we go. It, mental <laughs> masturbation, right? But exactly. no, this is very applicable, intentional, and very useful. Thanks, man. My Thank pleasure. You. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, great. And I guess actually on this note, because as we sort of get closer to the end here, and we'll, I got a few more questions for you that I'd just love to get your thoughts on is, I know you've been transitioning from personal trainer to really men's health advocate. You know, yeah. like you, you are 
doing much in the mental health space. I mean, gosh, that mental health month, I mean, I've never seen so much content come out with such intention. And the amount of people that you brought on, I feel very honored. I was a part of that. Yes, I got to be a piece were. of that. You definitely Tribute were. a bit. But dude, it was so impressive. And so this transition that you're on, this journey, I mean, it's a, it's a big shift, man. Yeah. And what was the yeah. aha moment that triggered that for you? I know there's an origin story. There's something, there's yeah. a big why oh, yeah. there. So I'd love to know. And I, I'm, you know, selfishly, it's my podcast, so I get to ask these questions. But I'm sure other people out there are listening right now. Hey, I want to know too. <laughs> so please, just take it away, man. This last November um, was it's Men's Mental Health Awareness Month, and that was the one of the first times that I'd actually heard of such a thing. And I was on Instagram, and one of my friends, Shay, she posted some stats on um, male suicide and divorce rates, where divorce is initiated or 70% of divorces are initiated by women. And I started just going down this rabbit hole of some of the stats with regards to men's mental health. And it was, I went down the rabbit hole at first out of curiosity, but then I was looking for answers for me because at that point in time, nobody would have known it on the surface to look at me, but there were days where I was having suicidal thoughts and even Jenny Lee, my partner wouldn't have known. And it's like, Carl, you're a personal trainer who's doing an awesome job with his clients. And I have amazing clients. I've got amazing friends and amazing brothers an amazing partner with Jenny Lee. I've got the podcast going, which was a dream of mine and it's going well. And I'm doing what I love. Like, how could you possibly be feeling this bad? And when you feel that bad and you judge yourself for feeling bad about feeling bad, it makes it worse and worse and worse. And I couldn't, I was just, I realized after looking at that post and going down a rabbit hole that I'm not the only one. There are so many more men out there. And then that was confirmed through me getting open with people who were close to me in my life, like my closest brothers. I would open up to them. And of course, they. I try to, on my podcast, speak for the man who can't speak for himself in terms of I'll share stuff that might seem vulnerable. And sure, you can label it that. At the same time, I know the harm of not sharing what's really going on for you. And to me, that is worse. So I just try to speak to them. And so my friends and my brothers would hear these things and they would reach out, A, to see if I'm okay, but then they would open up to me as well. It was beautiful because I just realized by opening up a door for myself, I was opening up a door for a lot of other people. So that's why this past November, I had on 24 different guests, 24 different guests. And it was, it was just beautiful. The stories being shared, the vulnerability, the honesty, the strategies, the principles, the, just everything was so beautiful. Everything from fitness, mental health, emotional health and fitness uh, with yourself and um, yourself and Philip on the podcast, or not Philip, yourself. And uh, let's see, we had Traver and man, I'm blanking on who some of these guests were. Jeez. Anyways, for the Purpose Health and Fitness Podcast 102 was absolutely amazing. Oh yeah. Rome's was on there. Rome's was amazing. Oh yeah. 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 And so ever since then, I've realized that I love personal training. I love it. We pause. Okay. Sharni, come here. Say goodbye. She's going back home now. Oh, wait. This is a good friend of Carl. 
Is you Chardonnay, my eldest? Hi, Chardonnay. Nice to meet you. This guy, <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hi. Is this a podcast? Yeah, we're, we're, I'm interviewing Carl. Wow. But I wanted to say goodbye to you because I know I'm going to see you for a couple days. So bye. I'll, I'll see you Friday. Yeah, Friday. Love you, baby. Love you. All bye. Right. Have fun. Bye. Thank you. That's awesome. Okay, no problem. I'll see you, baby. Okay. Continue as a personal trainer. Yeah, I love my job as a personal trainer, yet at the same time, it's not what I'm called to do. It's not what I'm called to do anymore. And it's going to be bittersweet. I've been really limiting my clients and not taking on any more new clients so I could pursue this. But I know there's going to be a point in the not too distant future where I may not have any clients. And that's it saddens me because I love that. At the same time, there's a bigger purpose that needs to be served that's I feel I can put a dent in it if I really choose to. So I'm choosing to. Thank you for listening to your calling. Thank you. I mean, how many of us, we, we feel that, right? And it's interesting. Oh, gosh, what's his name? An author. He wrote a book called The Shift. Dyer. Dwight, no, Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dr. Dyer, Wayne okay. Dyer. Yeah, he wrote a book called The Shift. It talks about this for men and women as we sort of get into late 30s, early 40s to mid 40s. The period, sort of like from 35 to 45, there's a period of life We've often heard the cliche, especially in men, the midlife crisis, right? Yeah. And they go off the deep end kind of thing. Buy a sports car, get a divorce, find a woman that's 10 years younger than them. Like, what, whatever. Like, they just go this other route. And what he identified was, it's usually because we come to this split in the road where we feel drawn to do something, mm-hmm. called to a bigger purpose. And if we ignore that call, it can create a lot of big gap, basically. Yeah. In that gap it, it, it is a lot of unfulfillment lack of joy, lack of happiness, and lack of purpose, right? Yeah. And so we try to figure out other things to try to fill that gap, which often don't fill us at all. That's why right. there's lots of studies that talk about it. You can be a millionaire, you could also be the most miserable person. They don't equate. You know, it's yeah. not a, one predicates the other or guarantees the other, right? Appreciate everything that you've shared, man. Like, it's just, it's beautiful. But also the fact that you are leaning into that shift and you're taking and answering the calling. Yeah, hopefully anyways. The, sometimes the phone rings. No, and no, 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 hopefully. No, 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 <laughs> none of that talk, man. You are doing this, man. You are. Yeah. Yeah, there, but there, there's still days where it doesn't feel like I am. And it, it, you know what? When you said that thing about Steve Jobs, that, that actually made me really happy because if he asked me on any given day, if I am happy doing the things that I'm doing and would I, if this was my last day, would I continue doing what I'm doing now? And Thank God at this point in time, I can say yes. Like every single yeah. day, that answer is a resounding yes. So- I love it. Carl, and this has been so much fun. And I got a couple more questions as we wind up here. And one's a fun one. Okay. It's a fun one. Okay. It's, if your life to this point was a workout, what would it be called? And what would be the main exercises in it? Okay. What would it be called? Because where I'm riffing on this, and just so you know, I'm a big CrossFitter. And CrossFit, yep. the origin stories, all the workouts, all the men's workouts were fallen heroes. You know, yep. so you got like Murph and a bunch of just men's names that are usually fallen heroes. And then all the women's names are actually references to storm systems. <laughs> so, storm <laughs> systems. Storm systems. Like, you notice that most of the time, tornadoes and all that, they tend to have uh, and all that. So like it's, and it's Katrina. Women's names. And, yeah, okay. Yes, exactly. So that's what CrossFit was. We need our hard workouts, we'll give the guys the fallen heroes and then we'll, the ladies will name after Storm. <laughs> so it's that was sort of the initial thing. It's obviously changed a lot since then, but that's why I'm curious. What would be the name of your wor- life workout and what would be the exercises you put in there? <laughs> we'll have to go with, huh? 
I was going to do something around the muscle up for sure. But really, I'm going to go with something that I used to run quite a few of uh, years ago that was called the four hour mob. And it was the mind over body oh. boot camp. So oh, like it was absolutely, it was four hours and it was just, it was absolutely phenomenal. And we connected mindset with, you know, it was amazing. But num- the number one exercise in there, without a doubt, would be burpees. No question. Yeah. I am a massive, massive fan of burpees. Box jumps would be in there. No question. We'd get some battle ropes in there, absolutely, and the sled, and a oh, tug of war. Spicy. Well, a tug of war. Doing that. I remember when I would do tug of wars in the four hour mobs, it was so fun seeing everybody get so eh. into it and so nervous. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I love it. I love it. Four hour <laughs> mob. Dude, that's such a great name, too. And I could. I'm a big fan of community-based fitness and, and health events yep. that I would love to play in that one. <laughs> oh, that would be so one much One of these fun, days, man. buddy. One of these days. Uh, I hope so, man. I hope so. Well, listen, we talk about an exercise, and I know you and I chatted before we, we connected today. And, and all the listeners now, you're all used to this now, We're building up an arsenal of these useful resources, depending on what you want to intentionally work on moving the needle forward in, whatever area that might be. And based on what you shared today, Carl, what would be a wonderful exercise that you could invite or encourage the listeners, viewers to do for, and has to be 30 minutes or less per day for a week straight. And I know that's simple. Where you're going to go with this. Yeah. Yeah. Go. It's simple. It's my life's purpose. It's the mental muscle up and it's five soup. It's five, it's five simple questions. And it was amazing because when Philip finally agreed to do these, he recorded a video of him reading his from his training manual and then posted it in there. And I asked him how long it took him to do it. He's like, it took me five minutes. I'm like, really? Because he came up with some really insightful stuff that was deep. And I was like, man, I knew you were an intelligent guy, but this is taking it to a whole new level. And even today, like within our small group where we're doing the challenge together, he sent another video of him reading his mental muscle up. It's just five questions. Like question number one, what is your situation? So you outline your challenge. Question number two is what are your what is your notable quotable? So that's where you find the quotes or you have this idea in your head of something that you heard from your podcast and you put it in there. Question number three, what is your transformation? We write down four things that we don't want to get crystal think crystal clear about four things that we do want. Question number four is what is your inspiration? So now you're just kind of tapping into that inner voice to make sense of everything you just wrote down. And then the last Mm. question is the most powerful one, which is what is your integration? And that is a small, specific Mm. and simple step that you will schedule and share and commit to taking in the next 24 hours. And it has to meet those criteria, small, specific, and simple. Has to. So yeah, just these guys, say for example, one of the guys today, uh, last week, he really wanted to commit to eating healthier. Because he's a really busy entrepreneur and he's getting all his lunches from gas stations or fast food, whatever. And so I called him out. I said, you said you were going to do this. So show me your MMU and what did you do? So he showed me his MMU and his one small specific and step, simple step was to, he started ordering from one of those pre-made food services. Oh, so he's, yeah, now he's, yeah, I have those for dinner and I make enough for dinner and then the lunch the next day. That's not a big step, but it is going to have a big impact. So. That's what I would do. I love it. I love it. I was hoping you'd say that anyways. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I know we chatted better, but yeah, I was, was going to let you go question. where you wanted to go. There will be a one-pager, everybody. 
in the collective. By the time this goes live, the collective should be live. Should I am putting it out there. It should be live. Oh, yeah. And in there, we'll have this one pager where you will see all of Carl's amazing links, as well as I'm going to encourage you to pick up a copy of the journal, especially if you enjoy the week's worth of doing the exercise, because it's a beautiful, beautifully put together product, you know, because it is a product. At the end of the day, it's a product that's going to help life, right? Yeah. Get better. And you can't put a price tag on that. And but it makes this process much easier for all of us to implement. And it's, gosh, as he said, it's like a five to 10 minute exercise every morning. We got mm-hmm. the time. We do. But do we prioritize our time? And, right. and, and really just make it a non-negotiable because it's for ourselves, right? Like it's for right. us, but everybody benefits from it too. And uh, so that's going to be a great exercise. And thank you for being so generous today, as well as just being kind enough to be here. I want to give you last words. Okay. And the final word today is just a, it's just a simple one, not a big deal, but for anybody that's listening or watching this girl, and let's be fair, we all have our eyes and our lows, but maybe this person's having a real tough time right now. You know, the things aren't really going their way. And it can be physical, it can be mental, it can be emotional, mm-hmm. even spiritual. What would be your top piece of advice just to help them get started with shifting or igniting themselves to want to make more impact, not only for themselves, but, you know, for others, right? Just what would be that best thing for them to just get started so they can start to create that positive inertia, let's say, to see the changes start to begin? 100%. That's another rhetorical question t- to me because it's get a spot. Really simple. Mm-hmm. For example, yesterday and today, man, I've been leaning on him a lot, but look, Philip and I are really close now, really close. And ever I'm having a challenging situation, he's one of the first guys that I reach out to. And sometimes I know how bad it is for me to keep things inside to myself and just ruminate mm-hmm. over them. So I'll just pick up the phone, I'll start a video and I'll just kind of vomit into the video and say, Philip, this is what's going on for me. I don't know what I don't know what to do here. And yesterday I was just letting know I was in I was just in a really dark place. I was feeling really depressed. I had a lot of stuff that I wanted to get done. It being Monday, I wanted to crush the first rep of the week because just like in the gym, the first rep of the set totally dictates the rest of the set. If you crush your Monday, you'll probably have a good rest of the week. If you have a horrible Monday, mm-hmm. you're starting off behind the eight ball. So I sent him a video and sure enough he he told me a lot of things that I really needed to hear. But most importantly, he just made it clear that he was listening and that he was there. Mm-hmm. And so right after that, it was like, okay, I took a breath and then I just started taking all my tasks just like I do in the gym when I feel overwhelmed by a set or an exercise. Like you don't have 12 reps to do in this set. You've got one and it's the next one. Just focus mm-hmm. on that next rep. But that never would have happened had I not asked for a spot because yesterday the weight of life was really heavy and I was not going to try to lift it on my own. And luckily I didn't have to. So get a spot. I I, drop the mic. (laughs) Drop the mic. (laughs) Don't drop it. Yours is on a boom and it looks expensive. But regardless, (laughs) I love the advice or that parting words. I mean, it's both inspirational and motivational, but also at the same time, it's Again, I feel like I'm a broken record, but the the simplicity through which you describe the process, intimidation factor, it just comes way down because I know there's a lot of intimidation because we're also looking over the precipice of change and change is scary at times. It really is. Back to the clarity breeds confidence and confidence. When you're feeling good, you make better actions and you know what? You make consistent actions. So thank you today for for bringing 
seen it, man. Like you totally brought it. And I love this conversation. Like you talk about quotables. I'm like, I've been marking out like my paper's full of stuff right now. I've got timestamps <laughs> to go back. So listen, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure hosting you. I'm looking forward to us having you again. I've already been thinking about it. I haven't done a show with the three-way yet. And I'm thinking you, me, and Philip just got a jam. So oh, I've had you both so on individually. Good. So I think having a three-way convo again would be a lot of fun and be something new for the audience. And tell you what, guys, if everybody's like down with that, just shoot me a message. Say, yeah, it'd be great. I want to hear Philip and Carl come on the show. <laughs> and I think even we'll throw it out. We'll do it. I'll just survey my audience, get a bunch of FA, like some questions. Yeah. And then I just get to roast you guys so that would be, be beautiful <laughs> that would be perfect this has been awesome Di. as always thank you so much for having me this has been great my pleasure man my pleasure and that's a wrap on another incredible episode of the two percent solution podcast a huge thank you to carl berryman for joining us today and sharing his powerful insights and personal stories carl's journey reminds us all that vulnerability is strength and seeking support is a sign of courage today we learned about the importance of getting a spot in life, the transformative power of the mental muscle-up, and the journey from personal training to mental health advocacy. Carl's story is a testament to the power of resilience and the importance of living a life true to oneself. If Carl's words resonated with you, don't forget to reach out and let us know. Share this episode with someone who could use a little inspiration today. And remember, small changes can lead to big results. Just one step away from a better tomorrow. Until next time, keep pushing that 2% further and making a difference in your life and the lives of others. This is Di Manuel signing off. Stay strong, stay positive, and keep chasing that 2% solution. <laughs>